It's an old theme song, but we're bringing a lot of old things back today. I mean me. And uh, we have Robert Mata. No Christian this week. It's an atheist-free show right here on Trust the Duchess. Yeah, you guys remember that, the old first response theme. I'm trying to find a new theme. We have a new title. Decided to call the show Trust the Duchess. Today at the top of the show, we're going to talk about uh, the new... They just announced it today. uh, The cast of All-Star 7, All-Star Superstars. And uh, to do that, we have two very special people here. And we're also going to talk about Espana, but we're going to do that after the break. We have two very special people with us. First, I'm Joe Batanz. As we all know, but first, he's actually, he may not know this, he's one of my favorite people here at Afterthought, and I wish we were better friends. Robert Mata. Hello, Robert Mata. Joe, I, you keep inviting me to drinks, but then I, I tell you, yeah, let me know when, and then you never follow up, so how are we going to become good friends if we don't kiki in real life? Has that really happened, ever? Uh, at least twice. Uh, well, here's the deal. So one of the things people should know is I and you and everyone at home will agree with me. I am a member of a place called the Magic Castle. <laughs> and I would love to take Robert and Christian there. But I think Robert would agree. Christian will not behave. And I'm really afraid of that. I can get in trouble. I, I'm actually yeah. responsible for the behavior of my members who are with me. And uh, I just feel Christian would do something. I don't know what it is. And I think a lot of the audience would agree. By the way, maybe a few selfies a little too close to the stage. I think you mentioned before that one of your cousins had done something similar or they took a call in the front row. Yeah, I, I wouldn't put that out of the possibility. Yeah, Christian girl. I just had to take a call, bitch. But, you know, but it, here's the thing is, you know, by the way, you got to give it to your boy, Bobby, in that. Do people call you Beth, though? Have we talked about this. Uh, not Beto, but I've gotten quite literally every other iteration of Robert. So Beto, um, your boy, like literally they announced the Queens at like 9 a.m. our time and like 9.06, yeah. your boy Christian was like, who you have for um, to be the host with you on All-Star 7? And I was like, I'm on it He's over. Really I know he really is. But you know, Robert, you're not the only co-host today. We have a very a blast from the past, just like that theme song. Uh let me tell you this. Uh, the rain in Maine stays mainly in the plain. He's the afterthought twunk and drunk. Give it up for the one and only Mr. Evan Ayers. Hello, Evan. Line. <laughs> Sorry. Hi. <laughs> Sorry, that was a, uh, a Jinx Monsoon joke. But, yeah, speaking uh, right. uh, speaking of hitting me up after the announcement drop, Evan hit me up and was like, "When can I come on and talk about All Star 7? I was like, "I would love to have you come on it's, and talk about All Star Seven. You were the first person I thought of when I saw it today. Oh, how was, many podcast was, hosts do you know? That you no, are- I just I associate <laughs> I associate good Drag Race memories with you, Joe. But oh, I good. honestly like. Got burnt out for a bit, but this this cast reveal really got me excited. So I was, yeah. I just texted you on women. I was really happy to be invited. So thanks for having me. So Evan, you know you are an OG. You're the very first afterthought employee, so to speak, and now you're back, back, back again. And uh, what have you been up to? What are, what what can I, what are, can you fill us in on whatever what you've been up to? What's going on with your life? Let the people know they're they're thirsty 
for uh, what you've been up to. Um, yeah, well, hi everyone. Um, so I, I don't remember the last time that we that I jumped on here, but since we've last talked, um, mm-hmm. I left DC. Mm-hmm. I'm actually living in Maine, um, just outside of Acadia National Park. Like, is like I'm about an hour outside of our harbor. Mm-hmm. Um, I am living um, with my family in a little blueberry patch out here, kind of taking some time to. Is it work actually? On myself. Is it actually a blueberry patch? Yeah, like you guys can't see, but let me show you, like. This is literally like Ooh. like that's all blueberry farms. How it's beautiful out here. Are you sick of blueberries? Um, well, they're not they're not they're not like in season yet, but they will be soon. Mm-hmm. But I, I am sick of um, I'm sick of turkeys. There's like wild turkeys and everything. But no, I'm I'm doing really well. I'm I'm again taking taking a step back from the city life and have been spending a lot of time with my dad and his wonderful girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had a lot of family time this year, so it's yeah. been a very, very needed um, and good reset. But with that has come a lot of downtime and a lot of, uh, a lot of like ability to focus on the important things like drag race again. So I'm, mm-hmm. I'm all caught up and, and very, very happy to have some more content to consume. Yeah. Robert. Now, what have you been up to since we last had you on here? Remember the last time we had with, uh, Martin wrote as well, he called in and, and had a lot of not very nice things to say about you. And, but then he called back and he loved you. So, mm-hmm. but uh, uh, you know, I think a natural course of events, I've been, you know, sitting in bed thinking about my relationship with Martin and how can I be a better podcast host and make sure that everyone else gets to enjoy the best of me. Uh, and that's what my last month has been about. As far as Martin's concerned. As far as Martin's concerned. Uh, well, we got some, we, I don't know if, I, I'm not, it, Robert <laughs> dropped a bomb. I'm not going to say it because you should go listen to Bring It to the Runway. I'm still processing this information, but Robert dropped a bombshell that I guess he discussed on Bring It to the Runway, which is his show, and I don't want to take away from that, um, even though I own the show. And, was- um, uh, so go listen to Bring It to the Runway wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, but he just uh, he just informed me of this information, and I was gooped and gagged, and uh, I don't know what another G word is. But uh, what, what do you want to say, Robert, about this information? Uh, that, to put it simply, I was in a long-term relationship, and now I am no longer in a long-term relationship. And so I've been actually re-navigating what it means to be single after spending a number of years uh, entwined with someone. So... That means that actually it sounds like I've been doing similar to what Evan's been doing, like working on myself and figuring out exactly like what's next and, you know, doing a bit of a reset uh, mentally, physically, spiritually, uh, socioeconomically, you know, the whole to do. So that's been my month. Now, were you guys, I'm not sure. Were you guys married, Robert? No, no, no. Well, you know, Robert, and I know this is not what this show is, but Evan recently just got out of a long-term relationship and all that nonsense you guys have a lot in common well yeah i should say that i did not mean to equate my experience right now with evans i just meant that but evan what is you evan you just got out out of a long-term relationship yeah no no i mean my my, a lot of my current situation also is the result of a very long-term relationship ending so kind of literally when you were speaking what your month's been about i was retweeting pretty much everything you were saying or i'm very much in the same boat so i have Tremendous, tremendous empathy uh, to that journey. So, uh, you know, certainly not easy. But yeah, no, I completely, completely re- relate oh, to where you're sure. coming from right now. Yeah, consider me another pair of ears to listen if you ever need to. Hey, likewise. Thanks. The Joe's music just slowly yeah. finding its way back in. 
Oh, Joe. Joe, 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 Joe. So let's talk about that. You know, this is really just so uncomfortable because, it, guys, you know, it's so – you know what? I've told this story before in different shows. One time a girlfriend and I – a girlfriend, not my girlfriend, a girlfriend. We went to – oh, Robert's from L.A., so he would know. We went to the Alcove. You know that place, mm-hmm. right? Right there. Yeah. And we were – at the, the Alcove is one of those places where you order at the counter and then they give you a number and you sit down, right? And so we were getting ready to order at the counter and uh, this young homosexual walked out of the bathroom and went out to this other – who I didn't – another very attractive man working there at the alcove. And he said to him, hey, I just found this wallet in the bathroom. Now, the conversation was very simple. The conversation was, hey, I just found this wallet in the bathroom. The guy goes, oh, very good. Uh, I'll keep it here in case the guy comes back looking for it. Thank you for doing that. That was very kind of you. The guy goes, no problem. And he goes, okay, well, thank you for doing that. And I will make sure the guy gets it. And he goes like, okay, right? That was the conversation. Very simple. No catch. But that wasn't the subtext. The guy comes back and he goes, at first it's normal, right? He's like, oh, hey, I found this wallet. And the guy goes, thanks. That was really awesome. I'll make sure this guy gets that wallet back to you. Maybe we can back to him. And the guy goes, yeah. Make sure he goes. <laughs> and my friend, my girlfriend, and I, we were like, <laughs> like literally, she was digging her nails into my arm. I'm like, are they gonna fuck right here at the al- alcove? What is going on right now? Like, th- it was just a simple conversation. They were the subtext was, and that guys, this is kind of what's going on here. We may have, I don't know, if this is embarrassing for either one of you. <laughs> a love connection. Joe, I feel like you're pushing this as you're pushing this like we're Evie, not Evie, like we're Brooklyn Heights and Van oh, season eleven. I don't want to tip my hand here, but <laughs> Evie oddly in the confessional can fucking get it. Every which way to Sunday. She is the new confessionals. The new confessionals. Yes. Mm-hmm. Oh my! And then when she licked her own nipple, I was oh, that, like, "That's, yeah, I know that's you what dying. gets you." Yeah, I was time. like, "Take, give me an airplane to Maine and a blueberry patch. I'm there." Rower. All right. Joe yes, slid out of his seat. Yeah, that. I slid out of his seat. I just turned into a big bucket of cum. All right, let's talk about uh, the All-Star 7. Now, Robert, did you – because, you know, I got a lot of phone calls today. I'm not being funny here. Um, anyone who listens to the show will know that. But I got a lot of phone calls today about, oh, my God, oh, my God, All-Stars. Did you see this? All winners. Oh, my God. And I guess maybe just by the very nature of my job, I've known about this for months and months and months and months and months since they filmed. Since before that, when they disappeared from – the social media so it wasn't actually shocking to me but a lot of people are surprised robert were you one of the people who were surprised uh no uh to be honest with you like i definitely have been to enough brunches with people to just randomly bring it up and i can't lie like obviously once you know that the spoilers are out on reddit sometimes it's hard to like not look at them Mm mm-hmm so uh, a combination of other fags being excited about it mm-hmm. and then me also being a fag excited about it meant mm-hmm. that I also knew about it like last summer, I feel mm-hmm. like. Evan, what about you? What do you think? What are your thoughts here? Yeah, com- completely. I mean, like it's I have I knew when they disappeared. I mean, they've this has been this film before um, UK versus the world, I think. Like, yeah, this I think has been you're right. A long time coming. And I've. And I'm also in that bunch of bundle of fags that, yeah, I've, I've seen the spoilers or I, you know, I, this cast was not a surprise, but it's always, it's, it's almost fun knowing the spoilers. And then, cause then you build up what you think it's going to be. And when you see it for the first time, it is still very exciting. It's in my own weird way. I enjoy yeah. it. So right. I, this was just, just as exciting as it would be if had I not known, All but right. I am baffled that there are people that genuinely had no idea. Oh, 
I got calls today. I got calls. Uh, no one called me. No one likes me. All right. First. Where's Trixie? Why isn't Baba? Oh, yes. Somebody was like, um, Bianca's not even on. I'm like, Bianca has openly said she'll never do it. I've known about this cast rumor for as long as, um, when it initially had Priyanka and Envy Peru on the cast. Mm -hmm. Like, this is like the old times. Actually, I would have loved Bianca. Bianca, Priyanka, and Envy Peru are two of my favorite winners. So I was hoping for a bit of a surprise today. Maybe that old rumor would have proven true, but uh, no, none of those brown queens got on. But mm-hmm. it's fine. I've known about this since like Crystal LaBeja and um, <laughs> <laughs> and yeah, I was uh, I've known about this, this cast yeah. when the first brick was thrown. Yeah, yeah it was the first brick at Stonewall was yeah. thrown with. I've the known cast about this cast. On it. Yeah. <laughs> I know about this since I was I was actually in a kayak going down the river and I turned over and I was like help help and I saw RuPaul in the window pick up the phone and then hang it up and send me positive vibes. I actually remember in Sodom when we first talked about it that was when the brimstone started to fall. Yeah. Uh, anyway, can't go much past that. No, I think uh, Martin was right. Okay, Jaina Essence Hall. Let's talk about her first. She is the winner of season 12, and uh, her big catchphrase is that stupid look over there that I hope, oh God, if they, if, uh. Anyway, uh, Evan, why don't you give us your thought? Jada Essence Hall, does she deserve to be there? What are your thoughts? Jada Essence Hall. Yeah, it's it's to the point of how long this has been going on or how long this was recorded or produced. Um, Jade Essence Hall at the time was the most recent winner. Like they just finished 12. So I think she was the most recent pers- winner that they had on on file. Um, I think she deserves to be there, but she's probably the one I'm least excited about. I don't know why. Don't quote me. Just because I, you can tell that this she's very excited for. Like this feels like her first time back in All Stars, whereas you have some of these other queens who are this is their third of you know third time around. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why, but I mean I'm, I'm happy to see her. There. She's insanely talented and so beautiful. But um, yeah, I'm I'm kind of I'm not starting off on a positive note here. But I yeah, I'm kind of indifferent. I think it, I would have been very fine with you know someone like Priyanka or Envy Pru or someone else. But oh god, okay, she Evan, kind of got screwed. she got she got <sighs> she got screwed mm-hmm. with she got screwed with COVID. So I'm actually really glad that she is there. It's embarrassing. All right, Robert, what were your thoughts? Um, well, so I agree to some point. I think my governing principle is going to be that like I didn't necessarily need to see the All Star Queen winners come, but Jada. To me, season 12 feels like it was like legit last week. So mm-hmm. it just seems like yesterday we were, you know, doing our last weekend or two at the bars before the pandemic really hit. And then mm-hmm. we saw all of season 12 from our living rooms. Um, and so I think that Jada definitely deserves to be there because she deserves a full season that is going to be enjoyed like publicly, mm-hmm. if that makes sense. And yeah. so I'm happy to celebrate her publicly at whatever viewings I go to. But she does. It just just definitely feels very recent. I, I would have preferred any of the queens who won in the last two or three years to maybe give it a a beat and then let older season queens come in mm-hmm. if they wanted to, of course. All right, so. very good. Let's move on. Next, we have Jinx Monsoon. She's the winner of season five, iconic winner of season five, and uh, man, she I you know I think people I even got the impression from what I was seeing in the workroom when she walked in that people are going to sleep on Jinx Monsoon. And that's not a narcolepsy joke. I think that people often underestimate her. Let's go with Robert Mata, Beto Mata. Um, 
What are your thoughts on the return of Jinx Monsoon? I think that everyone's going to expect the same type of slage that Ben de la Creme did when she came back. Like, there's something about that Seattle theatricality that really seems to be conveyed really well on screen. And I think I actually disagree that she'll be underappreciated or um, overlooked because we've already done that exact storyline with Jinx before. Can we really be so redundant as to do it again? I hope not. But maybe, maybe just because I do think aesthetically she is probably still one of the weaker ones left. Evan, what are your thoughts here on uh, Jinx Monsoon? <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, on a personal note, Jinx is one of my favorite of all time. So I'm just, she was the one that I like got really giddy. If you, if you notice, like they introduced them in the order, in descending order of their wins. And so she was mm-hmm. one of the last to come in. And so that like, she was the start of like me getting really, really excited um, I do think that she has, like, like Robert mentioned, like, she was kind of the first Seattle girl of that reign, the Bendel Creme, these people that, you know, um, are known to be some of the best of the best. So I actually do not think she'll be underestimated, but I think she will probably get the most flack for if she does not produce, like, the same looks on the runway as, like, Raja, for example. Like, I think it's going to be easy to, for her to be weaker runway person, but I would, I don't think she'll be slept on at all. I'm excited for this person. All right, very good. Uh, next, we have Monet Exchange. She is uh, one of the co-winners of All Stars 4 and also the Miss Congeniality of Season 10. Evan, let's start with you. What were your thoughts here on Monet Exchange? Monet's busy. She is All right. truly just oh. like... She is an... Live, I've, <laughs> no, no, I mean, I think it makes sense that she's there. I'm... I'm sub- I think the big surprise is that she's doing it without Bob, but I think you couldn't have Trinity without Monet. So I, you know, I think she's kind of a juggernaut and like in the the winter series she posted the pit stop, she had a great run on I thought both of her seasons were great. Uh and I think that she is she's got a lot to live up to and I would not be surprised if she overdelivers. All right, Robert, what about you? Um, I'd be happy to fall back in love with Monet. I really enjoyed her. She was my favorite on season 10. And then when she came back for All-Stars, like practically a few months later, it felt a little oversaturated and Mm -hmm. the sponge never, you know, got me wet. Mm -hmm. But I thought that hopefully she's going to have kind of like a Eureka O'Hara on All-Star 6 moment where Mm -hmm. like we see a much more relaxed, fun version of them as Mm -hmm. they used to be. And Mm -hmm. in that way, I'm excited to see another season with Monet. All right. Very good. Uh, Next we have, I mean, come on. I mean, I think this queen is the one that changes the entire show. She's the winner of season three. Her name is Raja. Robert, give us your thoughts here. Oh my God. Uh, Um, Raja is my favorite winner, I think. Oh, really? Um, well, Carmen Ferrala is close, mm-hmm. and, and um, there's definitely some good things to say about many of them. But I think Raja's the one who I really cycle back to is, like, if I had to pick a queen to, like, sort of be the figure that my young gay self was watching in high school when I was watching Drag Race, like, on a laptop hidden in a corner, mm-hmm. like, Raja was really the one that really, like, drew my attention the most, and even now I still listen to her podcast. And even though she definitely just sounds like one of my older cousins talking shit, like that's a very comfortable feeling to me. So I just have really always enjoyed Raja. And to me, she's kind of like an honorary Mexican. And therefore, because there are no other Latino (laughs) people on the cast, I'm just going to ride with that. Mm -hmm. So I'm like pro Raja in every possible way. 
Mm-hmm. I realize she can be a bit much and she can be a bit um, arrogant, but mm-hmm. I'm fine with that. I'm pro Raja. I love Raja. I'm excited to see it. Evan? Yeah, double doubling down there. I think Raja comes from an area of drag race where like uh, she has the mentality that like, you know, drag queens don't always have to be this like nice, you know, they don't need to be, uh, you know, these like public figures that are loved by 16 year olds or like little children. Like I think Raja really changed the game. I also remember watching her like when she was the makeup artist on top model and being excited to see that figure. Like this person has been kind of around like the reality, um, like obsession of this little gay kid for the longest time. And I am just so excited for her. I think the only thing will be interesting to see how she ends up performing because she has been hosting this review show for so long where she criticizes other people's runways. Um, and so I'm expecting great things and very excited to see what she delivers and how she interacts, like, and how she kind of plays the game that has, it's been over, over 10 years, 2011, I think her season aired. Mm-hmm. So it'll be fun to see how she kind of jumps back into this, this new world of drag race. All right. Next we have the winner of all stars five. Ms. Shea Coulee. Uh, Evan, your thoughts on Shea Coulee? If, if, if Shea wins, I'm thrilled. Like, I don't oh, think really? you can do this season without Shea. I think Shea is incredible um, and is certainly someone to be excited about. I um, am interested to see how the dynamics with her and Trinity works out because they are from the same top four their first season. Um, and I, yeah, I'm very, very pro Shea and I'm, was thrilled to have her be the first person to walk in. Robert, uh, my group chats were alight with very like pro Shay rhetoric. Like, oh my god, why would they bring Shay in? Of course, she's going to win. She's the baddest bitch there. It's unfair to everyone else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agree with that to a point. Is this I a group that- chat or just a chat with Christian? <laughs> no, uh, well, Tr- Kristen isn't one of them. But you know how all the girls are, you know, yeah. awash with their iPhones. But I. Like Shay a lot, I definitely, of course, thought she was going to win season nine, but I do hold the somewhat commonly held opinion that All Stars 5 wasn't the greatest season ever, and it kind of dragged Shay down with it, sadly, mm-hmm. or maybe she just didn't elevate it all the way up. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see her on a season that I think is going to really push her. Mm-hmm. So yeah, excited for Shay, for sure. All right, very good. Next, we have Trinity the Tuck. She is the other co-winner of All-Stars Season 4. Robert, your thoughts on Trinity the Tuck? Um, am I allowed to talk about She-Devil by Night? Oh, yes, you are. But you have to explain <laughs> what it is, though. Uh, so there was this Reddit account that had this whole little scandal where uh, they had the individual on the account had made several comments about being black and being trans and figuring out different components of their personality and also talking shit on many people who are on Trinity's season. And then the Redditors hive like figured out possibly that all these things aligned with Trinity Taylor at the time. And then they asked her on Twitter, I think what it, if that account was hers. And she said, yes, probably flippantly not realizing what she was like jokingly saying yes to. But ever since then, everyone's sort of, assumed that um trinity has a secret ghost reddit account where she talks shit on other people and claims to be uh black which is you know not really uh, acceptable Mm -hmm. in modern times or any times (laughs) so uh that kind of filters a little bit of my disdain for her and i also just really didn't care for a lot of her stuff on all stars four and 
Like, I'm just not sure. I, I know that she has lots of fans, and I know that RuPaul really likes her drag, mm-hmm. and it's objectively very good, but as an individual, I don't know that I'm excited to see more. Evan? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I was a very big fan of hers uh, on season nine, and then kind of similarly, like, she kind of wore me out in All Stars 4, uh, and so I, I will be interested to see what else, you know, I think her narrative has always been that she's, you know, this pageant girl that surprises everyone by like, you know, by, by excelling in comedy and, you know, having these great looks. Uh, so I'll be interested to see, interested to see what she's able to bring this time around and like what else she can surprise us with. Um, I'll be curious to see just kind of how the dynamics work with her. Um, and if there's like an alliance with, with Monet, because they both won together, I, I just think it'll be very curious, uh, to play out, but you know, it, it makes sense that she's here, but, um, yeah. All right. Next we have the Vivian. She is the winner of the very first season of Drag Race UK. I believe she's a force to be reckoned with. What do you think, Evan? Yeah, I'm, I'm thrilled the Vivian's here. Uh, and I'm, I'm the most thrilled that she's able to, uh, finally compete for some cash money. Um, I was looking at the, um, the follower count for amongst the, this cast and she is significantly, you know, everyone, I think they'll need most of them have over at least a million. I think Jada might be at like at 800 just to like compare the Vivian. The Vivian has like about like 400,000 followers. Um, and I'm really excited for her to get a chance to be recognized on, you know, this platform that is that as, as great as others, you know, as great as other franchises of drag race are, there is something to be said for being on like the, the flagship series. Um, I think she's wildly talented. Um, I loved her on the first season and I'm so glad that she's, that she's here. I think it's going to be really interesting to see how she, how she plays the game with these American girls. All right, Robert. Um, I'm really happy that having an international winner means that wow's legal team is capable of obtaining an O one visa. So we can have more international winners in the future. Um, that's really the, to me, the best part of the Vivian being on the show because I'm not quite sure how much more of the Trump impersonation I could take. I know she says she doesn't do it much more, but we've already gotten so much of it in the Meet the Queen so far that I'm just like, are we going to get Trump part two for Snatch Game again? I don't know. Uh, but other than that, uh, I think that she's extremely, I know that she's extremely well rounded. Um, so she's definitely going to be ready that a for fat joke? throw at her. No, <laughs> I actually wouldn't even classify her as like a bigger girl, but I've heard some people say that. And we're wrapping it up here with the winner of season 11, Ms. Evie Oddly. Uh, Robert, give us your thoughts on Evie Oddly. Evie. Evie always gives us something different and unique. Uh, and even if it's not, she'll insist it is. So mm-hmm. I'm excited to see that continued insistence. And I want to see and hope that she's just as mouthy with all the winners as she was with Raja O'Hara on her season and uh, Silky and all the other girls. Um, and really see if she can take it also this season instead of just throwing it and then crying whenever someone throws it back. Ooh. So I guess personal growth is what I'm most excited to see from Evie Oddly. Evan? Yeah, I'll, I'll agree with that. And I think I'm also interested to see kind of what, uh, what her time since winning has done for her aesthetics. I think she was, she's the kind of queen, like I loved on 11 that she was essentially very, what you might consider crafty, but it was such a polished craft. So I'll be curious to see how she is able to kind of take the, the years following her win. Um, and I think she of all people, you know, the, the big, 
uh, tone of the season from a lot of these queens when they were asked. They said, you know, they're just there to have a good time. They have nothing else to prove. They just want to enjoy each other's company and just, you know, they, they're already winners. So what the hell else do they have to lose? And I'll be curious to see how Evie's able to uh, navigate that mindset if that's how she feels. Um, the laugh will forever haunt me. And I don't know how much of that I can take, but. All right. Very good. Now, before we move on, before we take a break, are there any thoughts about this cast, about this upcoming season that you want to share that you you didn't get out? Or maybe Evan brought something up or Robert brought something out. Let's start with you, Robert. Any last minute thoughts here on this season? My mind is blank except for Team Raja. I, I'm but a simple gay again. I'm, I'm 18 years old and closeted thinking Team Raja. All right. Evan? Yeah, I'm going to be basic here as well and go Team Raja, Team Jinx. And I guess the only thing that I'm thinking right now is that I am really, really hoping that this season um, is not a letdown. I was so, so excited for UK versus the world. And I think that was just a huge mess, unfortunately. And so I'm really, really hoping that this, because this was also filmed at the same time, I mean, I'm sure it'll be a great season. But I am just so hoping that that I have as much enthusiasm about this cast and this season now that I when I do as it ends because I think this has all the makings of a fantastic Drag Race season. This is the Survivor winners of War of Drag Race. Like this is this is big. Do you watch Survivor, Robert? I don't. I've actually never seen a single episode. Uh, well, I've had friends on it, but uh, I don't know what? oh wait, you said you have friends on it, Evan? Well, they oh. weren't like that good of friends, but I haven't still haven't watched it. <laughs> Evan is like, if you think he's a drag race nerd, he's a bigger nerd for Survivor. Who are your friends that were on it? Just say their names uh, and he'll know who they are. Let's see. There's Adam, who was like five, four, six years ago, maybe. And then Adam Klein. Adam Klein. Mm-hmm. And then Julia mm-hmm. was, I think, four years ago. Uh, Julia. Okay. Yep. Um, and then that's actually that's amazing. That's plural. That's friends. That's the only two I remember. But I don't watch the show, so I'm sure there's other people floating around. All right. Very good. Yeah, I'm a I'm an unapologetic make mega fan. It's I'm freaking out. What do you think, of, Robert? What do you think of dinosaurs? I love dinosaurs. Are you kidding me? But you're not talking about that bunk Disney yep. movie, right? Yeah, yeah, about, that, what about Jurassic? What are your thoughts on Jurassic Park, Robert? I think the first Jurassic Park is cinema. I think the second one is cinema light, and the third one is popcorn cinema. But then Jurassic World was fine, and then the most recent one was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Now Evan is—I mean, Evan cries. What were you gonna say, Evan? I no, yeah. The, the first, the first, the first one is it is the, one of my favorite movies of all times. But I think as they've gotten older, they're, they are terrible. And I agree. I was I nearly walked out of the, the most recent one, and I'm very, very cautiously optimistic about this new one. Yeah, I'm all down for Alan Grant returning. I don't know if he's only going to be in like a few scenes, but um, any more Sam Neill who hasn't really aged in the last thirty years, in my opinion, is good for me. Joe, you want to come with me, yeah, Evan, to watch track? I'm all. F- Wait, I want to go with you. In yeah, come us. with us, Job. To what? To Jurassic World 3. We're going to go watch some dinos. Yeah, we're going to bring our dino to go see the dinosaurs. Yeah, but you know what? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I'm going to be sitting there. I'm going to I'm going to be like, oh, look at the... Oh, my God. What are you guys doing? And it's going to be really embarrassing <laughs> and awkward. So I'll let you... That can be your guys' first date. Um, all right, why don't we take a break? When we come back... We will talk about all, uh, not all stars of Spania. We'll talk about Drag Race Spania season two. 
I really hate these stings, but like I just don't want to spend time going through all the stings. Um, Aiden, my boyfriend, hates, hates, hates the stings. So I remember I picked new ones for him that he approved. I don't remember what happened to them. Anyway, um, oh, maybe they're over here. Let me see here. Let me see what those stings were. What, I think what, they're cute. They make me feel like I'm on Saturday Night Live. Yeah. That's the, that's the regular one. There was not one we did for Australia. Oh, here it is. Here we go. Here we go. This is Australia's. I wanted to go ultra like, yeah, ball sweat. Yeah. And then, and then if we came back from the break, it was this. It's very dramatic, right? All right. Now, Evan. Are you sting? Like S-T-I-N-G? Yeah. Anyway. Okay, I've never heard. I'm, I've been out of the game for a while. I don't know what these phrases are. Hmm. The intros, the outros. Yeah. Anyway, uh, so everyone who, if anyone who's new, Evan, and doesn't know what we're doing here, I for the international version, there's a new policy at Afterthought is we're not going to do the full producer with a script and an outline. That we're just going to kiki like we're just three faggots at a water cooler. Okay. And so I'm just going to go first right now is I lagged a little bit in watching this episode. This has nothing to do with the episode. It was an hour and 15 minutes. Have they heard of editing? Because it is like every moment is stretched. Like, because there was a part where I'm like, oh, well, I'm going to make it in time for the show. I was watching up until the show. And it was like literally at at like 2.55 p.m. here. It was like, it was like, all right, we know like. Who cares what I, that stupid thing that they say out there, who cares what I say and what I do? I'm going to go fucking animal or whatever she says, right? Mm-hmm. And I go, okay, what's going to be it? It was still going. I had to stop it. It was still going with the this and the that and the next week. And I'm like, oh my God, this show does not fucking end. Anyway, but that's just my little gripe about the show. Let's talk about what happened. So they come back. I, so I'm going to say something right here before I get to you guys. I am mad at who casts Espana. <gasps> what? Yeah, yeah, I'll tell you why. There's only like there's like um Sharon, the dark the gypsy, um the one with the glasses who's really tall and thin, whatever her name is, the fat Marina. one, Marina, the That's fat Freya. one, and then the rest. They all look at the same person. They're all thin and white with a shaved head. Oh no, no, the trans one. Whoa. GDG, yeah, yeah. There's been like four or five. Half of the cast, they're all the same person. The one who just went home, Ariel Rex, is that her name? Rex. Oh, yeah. Ariel Rex. Very. I could not tell you what script. she looks like as a boy. Oh, the one that just went home, Samantha. She also looked different, but like, I couldn't tell you what she looked like as a boy. I couldn't tell you what any of them that went before this looked like as boys. Even Onyx, she bears a somewhat of a passing resemblance to Evie, and you just gave us a whole like sexual thing about her yeah and don't you like have a thing for latin boys joe like i feel like you would know this more than any of them oh don't evan don't start this fucking argument again <laughs> <laughs> is that troju troju is that true joe what that you have a thing for latin boys yeah, every, as, I, a, as a as a bi latin man i'm curious i'm not bi by the way that was just a porn joke i know we we all get it here <laughs> even though i'm a bigger fan of um not bi latin men what's the other one 
straight Latin men? No, 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 no. There's another one. It's the competitor. <laughs> Gay Latin men. Yeah, I like them. I like men. them more. They, I don't know where they find these like East LA cholos to just do this shit. And there's this one. He only made two. He only made two. His name's Trigger. Ugh. Ugh. Anyway. <laughs> Sorry. I'll post it on Porn Decor Lamps. Yeah, I was going to say, let's do a shout out to the yeah. Porn Decor Lamps so I can see what you're talking yeah. about. Uh, you know what? It just might be more my type. I, he's like, he's definitely high. He's a definite stoner. Like, he's that like stoner Mexican skater kid that you just knew, it, you know, growing up, you know, and he, that's just him. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know. Worked at PacSun. Yeah. <laughs> you're too white. No. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, I don't even think I've dated a Latin man. Have you, Robert? Yeah. Oh, you have. A few. Uh, everyone's been white. What's funny is I don't really like blonde guys, and every boyfriend has almost been blonde. Almost. Maybe Did you're my- just emotionally connected to the light hair. Maybe. Um, well, you'll be dating a blonde guy soon. But anyway, what I'm going to be talking about <laughs> is... <laughs> What I'm going to be talking about is I can't tell a lot of them apart, okay? And and so and I'm constantly, you know, a part of it could be I'm just constantly reading the subtitles. But um, so we come in, they're like, oh, goodbye, Ariel Rack, yeah, yeah, yada, 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 yada. And then we get to the mini challenge. Okay, we get to the mini challenge, which seems to be some sort of game that they know in space, Spain. We should, this would have been a good week to have Raul on. I did a little bit of research. Oh, what did you find out? So it's an old mm. game, like from the 60s or the 70s, mm-hmm. where they don't just put pies in people's faces. They do all kinds of random, absurd little tasks. And yeah. they don't, it's not also like it, it all linked, linked to phrases and finishing mm-hmm. out a sentence. They just sort of stuck that onto this absurd goose idea. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's like, it's, I think it's, to me, it's like the equivalent of what, when they do snatch game, like, you know, match game was back in the old times when the dinosaurs roamed. Yeah. But now, you know, it's just a reference that the older gays usually bring in for us younger gays. Mm-hmm. And so I think this wild goose game is probably of the same breed. Uh, what did you think of it, Robert? What were your thoughts on the on the mini challenge? Um, I just thought it was really, really funny with my limited Spanish, knowing that all of the phrases that the subtitles were telling me were very much not what they were saying yeah. in Spanish. The trans, everyone should know the trans, what they, the translation they wrote on the screen was in no way representative of what they were saying. At first, I was really surprised because I was like, oh, my God, I didn't realize that all these aphorisms like came from or not are shared in other languages, you know, like. um, But, yeah, no, it was just a translating thing. It was kind of weird. I would have liked to learn more Spanish phrases. Like the only one I know now is um, Manus Frios uh, Corazon Caliente or something like that. Cold hands. Warm heart, Evan. I don't know. But, if, I don't know if this matters to you, Evan. But you know, Robert went to Stanford. Oh my God! Oh, what does that have to do wow. with anything? Well, because you just yeah, dropped, wait, you just dropped that, the word. That... You just dropped the word aphorism. Yeah, the f- and the f- the, fa- the famous Stanford of España. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Evan, what are, what were your thoughts on this mini challenge? Um. So I have have to confess that I'm not caught up on this current episode. Wait, 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 yes, wait, wait. You just it, said you, we had, we kept you over because you said that you would. I said, re- I watched, I said, I said, I'm watching it. Yes. But I didn't know if this was like an episode by episode, if we were just talking about it. I've got things to say. I just have, I have. Okay. Fully okay. Well, let us, it. okay. Here's, we'll do. Here's what we'll do. Here's what we'll do. You chill there. We're going to talk about the episode. Then we'll come back to hear what you have to say about the whole season. 
Okay, yeah, I'm gonna I'll relocate so I can get a better connection. Yeah, go on mute. Well. Go on mute. We're just gonna chit chat yeah. here. And Evan said he was good with spoilers, so Yeah. He don't he doesn't care about spoilers. I don't care. And I don't care if I spoil him. I personally think the people who complain about spoilers really need to find something else to complain about. We you know, we used to have a show here and Evan was the co my, Evan was my co host called The Rumor Mill. And it was mm-hmm. only all we did was report on the spoilers. I love that. Yeah, no, I'm very pro spoiler, but mm-hmm. I but I try very, very, very hard to make sure that I don't ever hint in any direction mm-hmm. uh, as far as spoilers go. Do you already know all the spoilers for Espana? No, because mm-hmm. there's not a lot known. Mm, really? Okay, so the mini challenge. I thought it was actually a very cute mini challenge. It showed you one of those things, and there's a couple of times where we see it in this episode. Where it just, the culturally it wouldn't fly here, but the kiss from a pit crew member is so mm-hmm. cute. I don't think they would ever do that here for a number of reasons, but I really liked it. I thought that was really cute that the, that the pit crew member would give him a kiss on the cheek. It uh, was sweet. They always seemed so happy to receive it. <laughs> yeah. Just, and I think, yeah, you're right. I think they fly. would be here too, but there's just a bunch of reasons why they can't do that. You know? Yeah. Yeah. We don't need to list them. Everyone knows. Yeah. Um, Evan, actually. Anyway, so, um, oh, now Evan put his video back on. Oh, now you turned it off. Anyway, Evan, you can't, Evan, you can't talk. You're on mute during this. Robert, now you know why I was always at my wit's end when Evan was a co-host. This is this shit that would happen here. All right. Now that was the mini. Any other thoughts on the mini challenge, Robert? Uh, no, not really. Uh, except that, like I said, I just wish the translations were more literal so that we could know what the Spanish pithy sayings are. All right. Next, then we went to the Maxi Challenge, where they did uh, a challenge that we've seen before in the U.S. It's like the it's similar to the Bossy Rossi show or one of those talk show formats. And then the what's what's the one where she came out in the pickle? Uh, that was the first Bossy Rossi. Yeah, the they first did Bossy two Rossi. Of it. And then was um. And it, like that, right? Where they play different weird things. Yeah. But this seemed to be like Spanish food. There was one that was the Spanish omelet. There was one that was some sort of chicken. And I didn't understand what that was. And then there was one that was uh, flan. But that one, they weren't playing flan. They were just throwing flan at each other. But <laughs> that was very up my alley of what absurd bullshit I find humorous. Like when Juriji was putting flan all over her tits and body during only flans, like I personally was living. I thought it was stupid as hell. Well, th- well that's um, a very interesting been high for that. That's very, very interesting because what was, your, before we get into individual scenes, what was your take on the whole thing? It was called, it was clearly a take on a real talk show, but like the yeah. diary of, Patricia. but they called her Putricia. The play yes, on, like, they made it puta, like, yeah. yeah. Puta, exactly. But um, um, yeah. And I read a little bit about how that was sort of your Jerry Springer type of, you know, let's bring absurd characters on the show and have absurd moments and do some crazy shit. Um, and so I expect a drag improv to sort of devolve into queens making out and fighting on the floor and doing all kinds of weird things while someone's screeching. Um, so that's how many of the scenes ended. And so it felt a little rote, but I was still enjoying it. What I enjoyed most was the fact that Supreme Deluxe is very easily the winner of that week's challenge because she was so damn charming mm-hmm. um, and just rolling with the punches the whole way through. Yeah. Uh, I thought the entire thing was a fucking mess from start to finish. <laughs> I, there's Love something. Boya for you. Yeah. There's something about this show because, like, for instance, not to spoil it, well, I, we'll talk about the end when we get to the end, but on the previous two episodes, 
This uh, Samantha is that her name? Yeah, yeah. Samantha Valentine's. She's always taking her fucking wig off and her clothes off and mm-hmm. doing the fake thing with her pussy. And I'm always like, that is not funny. Meanwhile, the very hot hobbies are living for it. Am I wrong? They're both really hot. Yeah, no the 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 shorter one got a lot hotter. Yes. Since oh no no one. the taller one got. I did not like the taller one as a blonde. Oh well, you're only emotionally attached to blondes, as we've learned. Yeah. No, he is way hotter. The taller one is way hotter this season, but the shorter one's hotter too. You're right. Yeah, yeah, and he also he's. I think they maybe they've been sh- adding maybe some kind of sort of glow effect to them because they've been like literally shining and glowing and glistening like yes. little anime characters yes. the whole damn season. Yeah, you're right. So anyway, uh, the Javis are living for it whenever they, um, whenever he, Samantha did it. So anyway, but like, I don't like that shit. I don't like the fucking stupidity and the smearing flan all over yourself and making out <laughs> and fighting on. I'm like, that's just cheap. It's cheap and not funny. And it was just the whole thing was a mess. I will say in the first one with Sharon and the fat one, uh, Australia. yeah, they were really good. They were really, really, really. I thought they were really good. Who was the other one? Let's see. It was uh, Diamante. Diamante, not good. It, whoever said earlier, I think it was Onyx, was saying that earlier. Like Diamante thinks she did a th- good thing by getting herself with the best people, but it, it's going to make her look worse. And I think, yeah, that proved to be true. The second one was stupid, and the third one was stupid. What are your opinions here? I think the first one was kind of stupid but i guess there's it's more of a spanish cultural thing that there's sort of a war going on about whether or not you have your spanish omelet with onion or without onion and so they're just kind of playing on that whole thing with like i guess stereotypes of andalusian people and other folks from different spanish provinces mm-hmm. but i personally think onions as a concept are funny as shit so I oh was you do i happy to see i just like stupid shit like that it just was funny to me that like the Sharon, who I have a huge crush on, like oh you do, like, is an, uh, yeah I think she's so cute. Wait, um, hold on for hold on, hold on, Robert. Evan, just so you know, Robert went to Stanford and he thinks onions are funny. All right, go ahead. Um, I think I'm allowed to think onions are funny if they're just like it's just it's just stupid as shit. Mm-hmm. And so I recognized objectively that it wasn't like we were watching you know the damn Groundlings perform their summer debut showcase or anything but it was fine it's exactly what i expect from drag improv so i wasn't disappointed mm-hmm. and Estrella did a really good job using as many props as she could and shoot up those onions and spit them out and all kinds of stuff and i wasn't living for that necessarily but all that to say i thought it was fine all right next that's all i'm gonna say about that challenge yeah this no just, you hated it this is just Which a kiki is this is just I, I a simple perspective kiki what is your friends, your friends in your cool chat? What do they think of it? Are they watching it? They don't watch it. No, yeah. they don't. Uh, yeah. All right. The runways. It was all Pedro. I'm going to assume it's Almodovar. No, no. Almodovar. 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 I practice. You practice. Now, on bringing it to the runway, you brought up that you can't say, what word can't you say? Uh, it was, well, oh, Arbol. Oh, Arbol. Yeah, I can say that one. I think I've gotten a little better about it. I can't say Audible. newspaper in Spanish, which I won't even try. Periodico? No, because you're not saying it right because periodico. Periodico. Oh, periodico. 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 I, I can't. I can't. Can you say culo? I have so many jokes there. But yes. Exactly. That's why I gave it to you. 
Yeah. But I didn't take it. Low-hanging fruit, Robert. Low-hanging fruit. <laughs> Low-hanging onions, if you will. And I do really uh, deride that a lot. But what's your type, Robert, now that you're single? What is your type? And don't forget that Evan's here. So I actually – I was asked this on Sunday, and I realized that the one combining trait of everyone I've dated is that they're annoying. So I guess my type Oh, well, then it is a love match. Um, yeah, yeah. What is your type? Are you so race doesn't matter? It seems. Um, I mean, I think I definitely am still working through some of the, you know, like ethnocentric sort of programming that everyone in America is sometimes subjected to. Mm-hmm. Um, but I have dated, regardless of race, before. Um, but I think I, I do. Ha- I do mostly. It looks like date white and Latino boys. Yeah. Interesting. And they're usually five, eight to five, 11, mm-hmm. two or three years above or younger than me. Mm-hmm. And well, Sharon's usually, significantly older than you. Oh, but that's fine. I have no issue with older men. Oh, okay. Um, and then they are usually fun personalities who have goals and ambition in life, but aren't like taking everything so seriously that like, that's all they want to do. You know, I feel like that's my type. That was a really long description, but that's my type. Well, everyone, Robert is single. So if you're in the audience and you want to like hit Robert up, what's your Insta, Robert? It doesn't exist right now. I am break. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You know, when you just don't need to see things. Yeah. Oh, oh, you don't want to tell me. I mean, We'll talk about it off the air. All right. So uh, let's talk about the, so the runway. I actually – I wasn't very familiar with a lot of I, – I know the more famous ones, like, you know, like um, All About My Mother and stuff like that. But, like, there were some yeah. random-ass ones that I didn't know from his films. And uh, – but I thought – regardless, I thought the looks were fierce. Uh, Roberto, what were your thoughts? Um, I'm most familiar with uh, Women on the Edge of – on the Verge of a Breakdown, mm-hmm. which I think is probably one of the more famous ones, especially for queer people. But um, in general, I thought that it was just a lot of fun cultural moments being explained to me on stage, which to me is always a great runway. Like I, I'm glad that the producers know that not everyone who watches Drag Race España is Spanish and therefore like we need that sort of – go between so that the contestants can explain where their inspiration comes from. So to me, it feels like a cultural exchange of kind of a kind. And I want to watch more. Almo, 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 <laughs> I want to watch more of Pedro's films. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I actually kind of have some on the docket to catch up on and see if I can appreciate these looks even further. I do think that one of my favorite Queens, Hota Kera Hota, her look was just like a disaster. I'm yeah. not sure what was going on there. Yeah. Um, and she rightfully lip synced mm-hmm. for it. But otherwise I thought everyone looked really, really good. Kind of like the Spanish art runway on season one mm-hmm. where that's just like everyone brought out really clear defined concepts that remind the viewers that Spain is really proud of their contributions to the world of art. And in mm-hmm. this case, cinema. All right. Very good. Now, uh, we saw people were in the top. People were in the bottom. Someone won. Who won? Uh, Benedita. Yeah, she won. And Samantha and who were in the bottom? Uh, Jota Quero Jota. Which is the stupidest name I've ever heard. And every confessional she's in, she's always so pressed. I love that character. 
What were your thoughts on this lip sync? Oh God. Um, so it was a slow love ballad. And so I was already like, but Samantha's out here miming, eating ass and doing all kinds of really inappropriate things for the song (laughs) while uh, Hota was trying to give an actual like ballad lip sync. So it just felt like a really crazy, uh, out of control, chaotic lip sync. As you mentioned, you, you continue. It reminds me of my favorite drag race, one of my favorite drag race lip syncs of all time. I'm sure Evan will tell me that season. I know the season, the episode number. Season four, Latrice Royale and, uh, Kenya Michaels, uh, natural woman. What number, what episode number is that? It's towards the end. Yeah. Because we're covering season four and we've done the first eight episodes and we still haven't hit it yet. Um, but oh, what an iconic lip sync. Evan wants to say something. What do you want to say, Evan? I was going to say, I think it's episode 11. Oh, thank you. And that's right. Yeah. Evan works at a warehouse. And, um, so they're backing up the blueberries. So, uh, yeah, but the right person finally went home. Samantha went home. Thank God. That lip sync was horrible. But what I don't understand is why were the hobbies crying during the lip sync? And then why were people crying afterwards? You got eliminated. What was, what was going on, Robert? You're Mexican. Explain it to me. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going to take this in a slightly weird tangent really quickly. But so there's this moment on season three when Alexis Mateo and Jada Sofia are lip syncing. Yeah. And the camera constantly pans to um, everyone's favorite Mexican Canadian daddy. Um, what's his, what does that bitch's name again? I can only see his muscles. Mike Ruiz. Oh, and, yeah. Um, the Jackson sister who RuPaul keeps insisting on throwing upon us. Latoya. And crying all the time. And I was like, is, was the lip sync with Yada Sophia like very intense and emotional because she breaks down? Yes. But was that enough for these judges who have zero emotional connection with her to like just like randomly start crying? Mm-hmm. I don't think so. And so when I was watching this episode, um, I, thought similarly about like them crying about like samantha while she's like i don't know like doing like the pussy tongue between her two fingers yeah. or something, and they're just like sobbing and i realized that the los hobbies are probably the los hobbies los hobbies are probably more ingrained with spanish drag than most and therefore they know samantha because samantha's sort of a poopy poison type of long-standing like fixture of the scene and maybe that's why they're crying but more likely they're crying about something else and the camera just wanted us to believe they were crying about Samantha going home. Oh, like maybe, maybe they were, maybe, well, maybe they were crying because she was going home, but they had her crying, them crying during the lip sync. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, I'm like, allegedly, like maybe the storyline was to be believed that they were crying because they knew that on the third lip sync, they couldn't save their girl, Sammy. But I mean, it was definitely time for her to go. Like, yeah, it was a caution was. track record. I yeah. live. It was embarrassing. Uh, that's all I have to really say about this. Oh, the one thing I did, I remember I was talking about earlier. There was a part, it was during the sketch where I don't know, the one who plays the scientist or whatever. Mm-hmm. Full, on gr- full on grabbed both pit crew's dicks. I feel in the US, if they would do that, they would be escorted off the set. Thank you. 
Um, I just wanted. There to. was a moment where uh, Judigi called out the pit crew's fake bulges. I appreciated <laughs> yes. that the editing team left that in. Yes, I did appreciate that too. Did, did, have you given all your thoughts about this episode of Drag Race Espana, Robert? Yeah. Um, the only thing that I had to say was earlier when you were saying that, oh my <laughs> god, end the damn episode already when they just kept going on and on and on and on. Uh, there was a, a quote from an, uh, one of Pedro's films, and it was something to the effect of, there's nothing worse than being separated uh, from someone you still love. And I was in my bed like, oh, that's so sweet. And then it was, then I realized it was being said to Samantha Ballantyne's, who they kept referring to as Voldemort, which I just <laughs> thought was just a really funny confluence of events. But with your breakup, are you in the part where that kind of stuff hits home really hard and stuff? Um, I've been in breakups where I've definitely been in that headspace, but this has not been that kind of. Breakup. Oh, okay. I'm not like 19 anymore. Like, oh mm-hmm. my god! Like every time I see a couple in the street, I want to like start bursting into tears. Like that's not it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's it's of course poignant to hear things like that, especially in times where everything's still kind of intense. But it's all good. All right, very good. Now, Evan, you wanted to give your thoughts on the season of Spain. Go ahead. Hi, sorry. Um, so I'm realizing that I have a lot to catch up on still, but I just, I was drawn just because I love, I, my favorite thing about Drag Race is always the looks. And I thought that so far the runways have just been next level. Um, and I'm very, like, I'm very interested by, like, how passionate these contestants are. And so that's kind of my thing. But I also, Joe, to your point about, like, I have a hard time with the editing sometimes. I had a hard time getting through Holland, um, for the same reason. So it takes me a little longer to get through, but it's, I mean, it, I think it's very refreshing. And I was echoing that I really enjoy those. What are the, what are the, tw- the two judges names? Javi. Javi. Yeah, they're both named Javi. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I, Calibre, are they both yeah, named Javi? Yeah. They're both named Javi. Mm, okay. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's all I've why, got. Why, I, why, I, mm. I, I said, I, well, I, I'm just—I'm realizing that I, I definitely need to—I need to catch up. Still, I've, I've have you watched any episode episodes this I'm, season? I'm, I'm, what have you ever watched any of the episodes this season? Yeah, I, wa- mm-hmm, I watched the talent show. I watched season one. See the one, and I watched part of the first ep- Oh, I've seen the first season. Yes, and then I saw the was the was the talent show the first or second episode? First one. It was the first one. So I've seen the first episode. Then yes, then I need to catch up. I want everybody I to know. I want weeks, everyone but. to know. Listening, Evan was like, "I am here for Spain. I can talk about it. I think it's. I'm going to come on here, and then we come on. He goes, "I haven't watched the episode. Oh, the ep- I haven't watched the episode. I didn't see the most recent episode. That's all I said. No, you, you didn't know see who the guest oh, judge was on the second episode. Yeah, who was the guest judge in the second episode, Evan? I couldn't tell you. It was Cher. Let me see. Hang on. Oh, it was Cher. Yeah, yeah. They listened to that to that Samoria, right? Yeah, that yeah. was, was a the lip sync. And she was like, that's my song. Yeah. That's me. All right. Well, uh, boys, <laughs> I'm, Evan, thank you so much for sticking around for, uh, uh, this, <laughs> for this. I'm glad that we, we, we kept you around for uh, the, um, well, I have, well, <sighs> yeah. Evan's remembering why he quit. Thank you for having me, Joe. Yeah, literally. I'm, I'm going to go relapse. All right. <laughs> I don't know what this song is. I'm just playing a random song for the. Oh no! Let's let's no. Come on. Oh my god! Ugh, no. How about? You know what? This sounds good because Evan's here. All right, here we go. Well, Robert, 
why don't you tell everybody where we can find you? Um, out on these streets. I don't know. I don't. I don't have social media handles right now. Well, you do have a show that uh, is from my oh, company yeah. called Bring It to the yeah. Runway. With so, you- Evan, you said that you like the runways the best. You should definitely listen to me and Christian talk some shit and have some fun, talk- and everyone else listening uh, to Bring It to the Runway, which comes out every Monday. Yeah. On where can I find media. it? Everywhere you, you get your podcast. Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, wherever you find your podcasts. Yeah. Why Ding. didn't why did why didn't Christian have you do the commercial with him, Robert? Great question. I don't know, but that commercial cracks me up. I just love that you called him out on it because you know that he hates my commercials and he's constantly critiquing how I do commercials. Well, the only thing with your commercial is that it's like five minutes long. Girl, you know how much stuff I have to say on these things? I know. I, I know the reason why it has to be, for sure. But that's that's all I'm saying. That's the only thing that I could critique. I don't know what else Christian could find like wrong with it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I guess it's Christian. He'll find something wrong. What I don't get is they say uh, it has to be a minimum of two minutes on my things. And um, I'm like, how do people do this in two minutes or under? There's so much shit I have to say. It, it really feels like you have probably like four or five script pages to my wrong Ugh, it's awful it's awful anyway evan where can everyone find you you can find me out in these blueberry fields in the middle of nowhere um no i'm on my handles are all the same you can find me on uh, my handles are all the same all my handles are nobody cares i'm sorry they're all the same yeah just at nobody cares all right well y'all come back now you hear thanks for ha- thank thanks for having me nice to meet you robert nice to meet you evan